Hi! Welcome back to Season 3 of Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. My name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about Metaverse, Quantum, and Finance. And for this, I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, Steve Suarez. Hi, Steve, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Very good, Rene. How are you doing? I'm doing also fantastic, and I'm really glad to have you here. Well, can you first of all tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to innovation and the Metaverse? Yes, absolutely. So I run innovation um, for different functions within uh, the bank and mostly within financial services. Um, I really, I part of what I do in innovation is look at emerging technologies. And obviously the metaverse, VR, AR, whatever you decide to call it, um, is one of those technologies that people are looking in to understand kind of the impact. I know a lot of people now are talking about generative AI and quantum, and I'm sure we'll cover some of that. Uh, but I actually personally really like um, getting involved in the VR, AR, and mixed reality um, parts of what they're calling the metaverse. Now, personally, I think the word metaverse will go away. It may, takes me back to when the internet first started and they were talking about cyberspace. And I don't know if you still use cyberspace anymore or the information superhighway, but uh, I think the metaverse probably as a word or name may go away and we'll be using kind of the next wave of this technology. But I think this technology is going to have uh, an immense impact uh, to what we do um, going forward. Awesome. Well, you know what, actually, we're talking about the Metaverse. So why don't we actually go into the Metaverse to talk about the Metaverse? Okay, let's do it. That sounds fantastic. So we get our headsets on. Let's put on the, our VR headsets and then actually meet again. Let's go to the moon, huh? Let's do it. Okay, that. let's do it. All that. right, see you in a sec. All right, see you in a second. Well, look at this, Steve. Now we're here on the moon, actually on the moon base. And um, how is that? Very good, very good and looking good. Yeah, look at this. We even have our beautiful blue planet up there and the moon lander. Well, and a couple of folks, Excellent. maybe if you're watching it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Over here. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's start with a simple but also complex question. Uh, what is the Metaverse for you and where do you see the potential and opportunities for finance, education and more? Yeah, well, it's a big question. Uh, I, the way I see the metaverse is kind of like the evolution of the internet, that it enables us to move from a, a 2D screen to a 3D screen where we can have persistent and shared experiences that are that are immersive and we can have a go-between between real world and virtual world. And I think with the new technologies, that VR, AR, and XR afford us, we're able to have those kind of uh, experiences. So um, in my mind, that's kind of what uh, the definition of it. I do know that this is going to continue to evolve, and the things we think about today may com be completely different. But I think the underlying technology uh, will still stay the same. So I, I think in finance, for example, um, people are going to want a way to exchange, so a medium of exchange, right? So if if I have, maybe you like my jacket, you like my shirt, if I wanted to give you a digital copy of my shirt, 
and said, hey, look, hey, why don't you buy this shirt? We need a way to exchange that, right? And so mm -hmm. um, there's people that are saying, okay, well, that's going to be done through the blockchain um, and use cryptocurrency. Um, I, I'm a believer that uh, a lot of people, it'll be a lot easier to deal in fiat currency. So why don't we use the same payment rails we have today to be able to exchange the digital assets that we have, and then we can um, do exchange. So I think from a finance perspective, being able to be that trusted source where we can exchange digital goods is going to be key. And as you know, um, you want that trust. Without trust, people aren't going to give you their financial information um, and going through that. I think um, from uh, from an education perspective, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this uh, on the other uh, questions that you have, I think it's gonna be immense. This technology affords us things that in real life we may not be able to show. So I can show kind of gravity or we can be here and I can show you the earth from a different perspective or the moon lander. Um, so I think it, it does open the door for to have these persistent um, 3D type um, emerging um, and it's only gonna get better. What you and I see right now is just the beginning stages of this, the quality, the feel, the haptive gloves and all the technology surrounding this is only going to get better. So we're in the beginning stages of it, and I'm really excited to be part of this. Awesome. Well, yeah, and I fully agree. I think that has huge, huge potential for also educational scenarios, just like you were saying, right? We could, you know, we could go in school and we could travel together to the moon. Uh, we could go together to the uh, to earth or to the oceans right like we could take a submarine and just explore the oceans and do this all and that's the fantastic part about the metaverse it's all about collaboration and we can do this together exactly. right it's not this kind of solo experience i mean it's just the two of us right right here on the moon base but still yes. we're on the moon base right i mean how's yeah, that exactly that's pretty cool <laughs> but you know having said that of course there's still a lot of challenges we're we're facing and what are some of the challenges the metaverse is facing um, for broader adoption in general, but also, of course, in particular for the financial industry. Yeah, I mean, I think some people are confused. They think that the metaverse is like one single place. And the reality is it's a whole bunch of different environments. And the problem is that they're not interconnected or there's no interoperability. So if I want to get into this application, I have to log in and get in this application. For me to go into a different application that somebody else is using, I have to log out of this, go log in that, and, and, and it's not very easy. It's very time consuming. And when you're talking about new technologies, the more friction you put in place, the more you're gonna lose people through the process. So I think eventually we will have to make it as easy as surfing one internet page to the next for us to go into the different environments and, and have the technology be interoperable. So it doesn't matter if I'm in Engage VR and I want to go into another kind of application, it's easy for me to get in. Um, right now, it's very, uh, very cumbersome and very complicated. So I see that as, you know, one of the things that needs to be overcome. I think uh, communications, I think we've run into the problem here is when sometimes you have internet problems or not really strong communications, um, it can drop just like, you know, on the internet. But 
Um, this requires a lot more bandwidth. So you kind of have to think about that. Um, if you think about financial services, how do I know that your son or daughter doesn't have your headset on and are making purchases with your avatar, right? So how do I know yeah. you or you um, that, you know, can uh, emulate your voice and, and just because it looks like you and I know your avatar, but how do I really know it's you? And I think so authentication is going to be key. And then we have to think about the data and the data that we're consuming, the data that we're producing. Who's actually recording this? Who does that data report to? Um, you know, if I sit there and do a scan of my body and my movements, do I own that? Are they my movements? Or is it out there for people to just use as a digital asset? I was seeing a, um, a show recently where they digitized Elvis Presley's dance movements. And now it's out there and, and it's, well, are they Elvis Presley or now is it the world's to kind of use? So thinking about some of those digital rights and who owns what um, and, and working on the regulation will be key part of this. Yes, um, I fully agree, especially like you mentioned, like the whole kind of identity aspect of it. And uh, yeah, you mentioned like web free blockchain related things. I, I think there's a big opportunity for decentralized identity systems, right? That like not, and also like the interop challenge, as you mentioned, right? Right now yeah. we basically connect ourselves to a large metaverse platform. And like you said, they're not connected with each other. So there's no interop. And on the other hand, also your identity on those, like when you sign in, this is also owned by the company you use the metaverse platform for, right? And so <laughs> exactly. get, get, getting that back to decentralized yep. identity where it's, where it's basically connected to your wallet on the blockchain is a huge opportunity. And, and what do you think, if, for example, right. what, what do you think, like, for example, like if we have our decentralized identity, right? Like you have your wallet on the blockchain, your avatar mm -hmm. could be an NFT that's connected to it. Now you can take your NFT from platform A to B to C, right? Like what, what about that? And, and that's that's the whole, I think, mentality behind it is having the ability to take your digital assets and bring them anywhere in the world. So I, I think I gave an example one time. Imagine you have a jacket. You bought this jacket. It's a beautiful jacket, um, but you can't use it outside of this room, right? Because it's yeah. not interoperable. So that jacket, while it might be nice and whatever, but only the people that can come into this room can see you wearing it. And if you can't wear it outside of this, how valuable will that be? And so I think yeah. people that win items on games, so there's a lot of gamers that win special items that make them rock stars in those uh, games and stuff. If they can't take them out of the games or show them off, then it's not as valuable to be able to take it with them. It's only valuable in that one environment in that one community where mm -hmm. if you can share it across platform i think that would be fantastic yeah and i think this is exactly the very important aspect of it and that's also why i'm excited you know there's initiatives like the metaverse standards forum where you know all the big exactly. tech companies are part of of course we at reply are also a member of it and are contributing and um, it's really exciting to see that all big companies that are active in the metaverse are also a part of it. I sometimes join the um, uh, committee meetings, right? And you see all the, all a lot of the big companies like NVIDIA, Microsoft, Unity, Unreal, um, you know, yeah. Amazon, Google, Meta, 
all of them are part of this and working towards this open interoperable metaverse with these open standards, right? Like I think in a, in a previous um, panel or in a session you had, you also mentioned like we have these standards for the web, like HTTP, right? But we don't have exactly. them for the metaverse yet. Yeah, but and, and the, the key part of that, and I think one of the things I had mentioned was that um, like the HTTP standard only became mandatory in 2016. And so if you think about it, that was just a couple of years ago, right? So it took yes. 30 years to develop this standard, get this standard, and then make it mandatory for people to use. And I, yeah. I, I see that the metaverse will be the same thing. Maybe it'll be a little bit faster, but created standards that everybody can use takes time. You have to work um, with everybody and, and cooperate to see which ones are the most efficient and effective standards. And I think it's fantastic. It's like in the web. You know, they developed the JPEG standard for images, which is fantastic because it's compressed, it's high quality, and everybody can use it. It doesn't matter cross-platform. We need to come up with those same standards for VR, for digital uh, assets, digital certificates. Got it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can cannot agree more with that. It's uh, especially... The interrupt part, I think this needs to be solved because otherwise, like broad, broad, broad adoption will not be possible otherwise, right? Mm. Uh, by the way, you mentioned, you mentioned you know, it might be your, your kid that takes the VR headset or your child that, you know, uses the VR headset. So how do <laughs> I do it? It's you. In fact, you know what? Like I'm, I'm wearing a VR headset, of course, today, like just like Steve. You know what my six-year-old calls this? Uh, he he always like I I gave him like and also let's come back to the educational point right so you have fantastic educational scenarios like there's one experience where you can see the um, our solar system basically you can see the sun you can see all the planets orbiting around it right and this is in full 3D and then you can stop it you can peek with your head inside of a planet it's a fantastic experience and so I gave awesome. this to my six year old. Uh, like a couple of weeks or months ago, I just gave him the headset for a few minutes. Don't worry, folks. We don't let them play for hours with that just for <laughs> a few minutes. All right, folks. Now we're back on Earth because we got to also talk about things that are, you know, more related to the real world, of course. But actually, my last question for Steve is, of course, very visionary. And he is a visionary. So he's a perfect person to ask these things. So let's look into your crystal ball and also broaden the topic a little bit. Uh, what is your vision for the metaverse in a few years with finance? And also, how does quantum computing play a role in finance these days already? Yeah, you know, I think, um, again, the, the metaverse will be another channel for us to engage and interact. And I think from a finance perspective, being that trusted layer to help facilitate those transactions, if there's currencies or digital assets or whatever that may be, is key. And that's what we need. We need to put trusted, reliable sources out there for people uh, to be able to, as a means of exchange, if you will. Um, from a quantum computing perspective, it's not so much that quantum will have a, an impact on the metaverse, but I think Quant the metaverse will have an impact on quantum. And, and what I mean by that is quantum is such a technical um, phenomenon. It's, it's hard for people to visually grasp. And I think you can use the power of the metaverse to actually create some of them, explain it better. Um, you know, if you wanted to create, you could show kind of what a bit is in 3D and then put that 
fit into a quantum bit and you know create a block sphere and then understand how it can be a one or a zero or any combination um, because within quantum it's probabilistic right and so you could explain what that means and show it visually uh, there are studies that show that the more senses that you can engage the more people will retain information and i think that's where the vr technology you know, it's your eyesight, it's your hearing, you can kind of feel your way around, you can see it in 3D. That immersiveness really helps uh, with understanding concepts, understanding things better. And so that's why I think education is going to be key. Uh, you know, imagine if I was talking about Josephson junctions and showing how they work and what's a digital one and what's an analog one and, and being able to explain that in a classroom setting where people can ask questions, you can engage versus in something like Zoom where it's just one person talking at the same time. There it's more of a conversation where, and you can like get your hands virtually on it, but you can kind of take it apart. You can zoom in and zoom out. Um, and then I could explain concepts like what is photonics, right? Or what's superconducting versus neutral atoms versus trapped ions or, or, or topical uh, qubits. And so there's a lot of information within the quantum space that it really lends itself really well to this technology and to be able to explain very complex, complicated subjects to us all. And for us all to adopt that type of technology, we need to truly understand what it is and what is the potentials of those technologies. So a bit of a long answer, but uh, that's kind of the way I'm viewing it. Absolutely. And, you know, we were discussing it earlier on the moon that, you know, the, the kind of showing these pieces in 3D, like as a huge opportunity in the metaverse. And like you were saying, like if you're visualizing the block sphere with, it's a three-dimensional system, right? If we're dealing yeah. with quantum bits, if we're dealing with quantum information, it's multi-dimensional information. So if we can enable another dimension, if we're entering the third dimension in the metaverse, of course, these things make more sense to explain because our human brain works also spatially in 3D. Exactly. And, and these days, well, we're watching it all the time, like these little like post-stamp video calls and so on. And if you're fully immersed, if you put on these headsets, you're fully inside of the solution. You can hear in 3D or spatial sound. In fact, you can see spatially. And then if you use your hands, it's much higher uh, knowledge retention. And like you're saying, there are studies that tell you if you're using, if you're doing things with your hands, it trickles your hippocampus. Exactly. And this is uh, used for long-term memorization. So I, I fully agree. I mean, it's it's a great thing. And, you know, I always love to talk about education in, in the metaverse as well. And you, guess what? Actually, um, recently I was talking with a gentleman from uh, an, a company that actually provides VR trainings in Africa. Oh, and wow. Yeah, and you might wonder, what? In Africa, VR trainings? But seriously, uh, because you have certain areas where you can teach it better with um, kind of a VR training than this kind of upfront classroom training. Because you can yeah. do even, you can have simulations, you can do these things, you can try it out with your hands. For example, they're teaching like um, motorcycle repair. And so you can actually see the motorcycle, you can take it apart at any time as long as you want, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's great. And I mean, you could look at different parts of of an engine and break it apart and, you know, understand. And if you've got like AR goggles, you could actually look at the physical item and it could give you titles of what each thing is. And it also can give you, hey, this looks weak or there it needs repair. And you could use it for preventative maintenance of saying, hey, visually, if you're inspecting this, you're starting to see some wear and tear in certain places. And it can give you, hey, this is probably going to break in the next couple of months. You should really look. And this way, it's actually going to help you on uptime. It's going to help you on efficiency. So the reality with this technology is there's so many different use cases that even us looking at this can't imagine how this technology is going to be used. So that's why it's an exciting time. And I think the better everything gets, optics, connectivity, um, the more use cases that are going to come out. And, you know, who knows, in 10 years, five years, how we're going to be using this technology will be something you and I may have not even thought it was possible to use. Yeah. And what a fantastic word to actually close this. Um, well, because we're already at the end of the show, but thank you so much, Steve, for joining us today and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated. No, thank you, Renee, and thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, fantastic conversation um, to kick off season three of Meta Minutes. So thanks, everyone, for joining us to Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Uh, watch our blog, check out reply.com if you want to see one of the previous episodes. And of course, you can watch all the upcoming ones and also subscribe to all our social media channels if you're interested with breaking updates there. Well, thanks so much. Uh, take care and see you soon in the Metaverse. Bye-bye.